Welcome to the So You Want to Get Fat podcast. I am your host, Chef Brian Sout, not your typical chef. And today I have with me my father, <laughs> my not, dad. Not funny. Papa. No. Baba. Papa. Daddy. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And why am I calling you daddy right now? No, I'm not getting into it. You do it. You well, do it. Well, so uh, we, we were, were having technical issues. We were having technical issues with the internet. Wasted a whole two hours trying to figure this thing out uh, as we continue to build this podcast studio. We need more power. We needed more power. More power. But we couldn't get the internet to work. And Frenchie was on the phone with the guy at Spectrum. Who was probably older than I was. Yeah. And he was, uh, Frenchie, rather than explaining uh, who I am, he just said, speak to my son. He knows more about technology than I do. And he passes the phone to me. And uh, I just, yeah, I was your son for a whole two hours with this dude. I was reliving a Marcel moment. He was, ah, this is not for me. Take, yeah. You take care of yeah. this. More or less, that's exactly what happened. So I've been calling Frenchie dad all day. And it stops now. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good. It's good. We've seen each other the last two days, so it's not like uh, we miss each other or anything like that. You know, I got to hang out. We did a Feasty Boys. Boys last night. Yes, we did. Where did we go? Wait. What? Uh, what was the Feasty Boys? Did Lure post? Did you post Lure Feasty Lure, Boys? Lure was last week. Oh. Yeah. So which one are you posting Next. No, for this episode, for, oh, for this, this episode, episode will be where? Where did so we go? confusing. I am in the confused. Don't be confused. <laughs> Just to tell them. We went to we uh, Soledad. Yes, Soledad. We went to friends and family. Yes, Upper East Side. And mm -hmm. who is the chef? Julian Medina. Yes. And how was the food? Fucking bonkers. Yes, it was great. It was insane. Uh, it is at the Upper East Side, Soledad. Uh, actually, let me tell you guys the exact address. But we are going to do something a little different with our Feasty Boys episode today because we're going to tell you about each dish we had. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's. I remember let's, the last uh, McDouble I had. Tell the audience. Oh, when we do this, do you have pictures to pull up so I can look at it and remember? No, or, we no? have to go by memory. Oh, <laughs> and for fuck. you, as as we go deeper into the meal, it gets very foggy for you. See, I haven't been drinking lately because I've been sick. And, uh, well, Frenchie, uh, he, uh, you, know, you had about 10 of those fucking cocktails, I think, by the end of but the they night. they were small. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It was still <laughs> 10 fucking cocktails. Here we go. It is Soledad, 1825 Second Avenue. Yeah. Upper East Side. Very uh, interesting choice for a location, but no, it's accessible now because yeah. well, you never thought of the Upper East Side, right? But now you have that Second Avenue line; it's yeah. perfect. Well, I was just about to get to that. In it's that, right across the street. Yeah, it's uh, the area is starting to change. Yep, and you're it's getting hip again. Yeah, it's getting hip again. It means my real estate's going up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, so. Let's talk about some of the dishes we had. Jordan, I'll kind of walk you through which dishes we had because Jordan probably has no idea. Uh, he's just going by the B-roll. So the first dish we'll cover is the uh, tiradito de atún, which is the yellowfin tuna, peanut butter, leche de tigre, chili sesame seed crunch, salsa matcha, avocado. Are you reading off the menu? Yeah, or your notes? I am. Yeah, yeah. And pickled hone shimeche mushrooms. I don't know, but it was, I was not expecting that dish to be so good. Yeah. As soon as you mix the, the peanut butter with the acidity, mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was 
bananas. Yeah, so it reminded me a lot of dandan noodles, that peanut sauce. That's noodle. what you were saying. Yeah, it had it really rang of that. And it was very interesting. Once I saw peanut butter and tuna, I was I was kind of intrigued, uh, and I loved it. It was a great dish. Is it is it a, another version of those those cold sesame noodles at the? Yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah that's right? pretty much dandan dandan noodles. Yeah, very popular Asian dish. That's that's kind of what I, uh, you know, associated it with. We also had the uh, which one did we have? We also had the oh the pork meatballs. The uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right with the little albon albondigas albondigas albondigas. <laughs> uh, my mother's Iberico pork meatballs, spicy tomato almond salsa, oh, and crispy shoestring potatoes. That. Was, was an outstanding was dish, insane. and and uh, the matchstick French fries. Yes, they were they were even smaller than matchsticks. Yeah, yeah. thinner and very thin, but super Oof. crispy. Oof, that was a good dish. That was I was pretty blown dish. away by that. Uh, and the textures, right? Yeah, yep. You went it, like with you. Know, you don't get crunchy with uh, meatballs, and no. that covered all the. Bases. Yeah, well, the the shoestring oh. potatoes with those meatballs. That was that was a great combo. Texture, no, flavor not shoestring. Wise. They were even smaller. They were like matchstick. Yeah. Then we had the taquito de quipe. That was good. Which uh, Jordan? That's the round one. There were two round dishes we had. And one, the dish was nice too. That it came on. Yes. Yeah. It came on a, a uh, elevated platter. A elevated platter. So Jordan, it's the it's the round dish. That doesn't have the tomatoes. The one with the tomatoes is the quesadilla, which we'll get to in a second. But the one we're highlighting right now is the taquito de quipe, which is uh, beef short ribs quipe, roasted poblano peppers, yerba buena, cilantro, green Should onion. I be reading uh, these? Yeah, you probably. But uh, nah, yeah, it's I know funny you're listening not going to. to. Yeah. Avocado salsa verde, homemade pan. Salsa verde. Yes. It was awesome. That was good. That, that was, was dense good too. Yes. And it des they gave you the right. You know what I like? His portions are perfect. Yeah. They're yeah. perfect. for Because you don't want to abuse the palate. Because yeah. we, well. Well, we abused. Because that. we ate we, a lot. Yeah, we ate a lot. So. Pretty much the whole menu. Um, we had the uh, Dorados de Camarón. Ooh. Crispy shrimp tacos, avocado, charred tomato salsa, queso fresco. Not to be confused with the other tacos we had, the lobster tacos. The lobster tacos is the is the birria lobster tacos that had the side red sauce, Jordan. So uh, that was another outstanding dish. I'm telling you, all yeah. of them were All winners. of it was good. All of it was all good. All of it. Yeah. And uh, let's see, for the mains. <laughs> it doesn't stop there, it folks. It doesn't stop there. We had the... Uh, Milanesa, which was the chicken milanese breaded with ground grasshoppers and amaranth. I was surprised by that because it had a distinctive taste. Mm -hmm. I was like, something I've never had. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was absolutely delicious. Poached egg, truffle salsa, matcha, cotilla cheese, shayot slaw, shaved black truffles. God, so good. It was good. It's great. That was a, and just it was so crispy. A lot of umami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, umami, baby. Umami. Uh, we also had the lomo saltado, mm. which is one of my all-time favorite dishes. But his rendition was using those same matchstick fries. Mm -hmm. uh, that was an outstanding dish. And I had the uh, the duck. Which here, here we go. Pato con mole. Basically, Pato. duck mole. Yeah, and pato was, con mole. Yeah, and it had a nice sunny side up duck egg in there. So good. Yeah, he did use a duck egg. Yeah, I love duck eggs. 
Yeah. They're very fatty. Yes. They're so good. I like these. And then we had the, <laughs> basically ordered all the desserts. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, we ordered a lot, a lot of the menu. Yeah. He had 10 and 10. Yeah. And I don't know how many desserts he had, but we had all of them. No, no, we didn't have all of them. No? I think he had like- had four eight, desserts. We, he had like six or eight, six desserts and we had four of them. So we had the upside down pineapple cake. Same. But the one that, uh, we had the chocolate mousse. Mm -hmm. And then we had something with apple, right? Mm -hmm. Was it in- Like a crisp? Yeah, something like that. But the one that really stood out was the carrot cake. Uh, Tres Leches Carrot Cake. Yes. That was fucking out of this world. I have to ask him, because is he doing that, or does he have a pastry chef there? I mean, the dishes certainly look like and Did you see the size of that kitchen? Yeah. The size of his table. Yeah, more or less. Tiny, tiny kitchen. But I'm sure he cleaned up the downstairs for prep. 100%. But awesome. I wish I went downstairs to look. But they were busy. Yeah, they were busy. We can go back. You go back. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely go back. For, for this type of food? Yeah. This is the place to go to now. I loved it. Uh, loved it. If you guys are in New York, check out our buddy Julian's restaurant. Medina. Soledad. Upper East Side. No, but his check. name is Julian. Yeah, Ju Julian Medina. I know. But oh. Soledad. I don't know if you know. No, no, now I do. You always have that look of perplexion. Um, yeah, well, that's most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was uh, our Feasty Boys. Hope you guys enjoyed the narration of uh, our Feasty Boys segment, trying to do something a little different as we refine this podcast. But, you know, it's hard with Mexican food, mm. and all it's very hard to make it unique in yes. your home. Everything there was, that's... That's not Mexican food you're going to find anywhere no. else. Yeah. That's his style. Yeah. That is... Yeah uniquely him like you could tell that that's oh that oh medina mm -hmm. this is a medina mm -hmm. it's great it was great oh uh tell the audience his other restaurants if they have toloache uh tacuba mm -hmm. and i think he's got multiple locations and he opened up in the hamptons too oh wow so. i think he's gonna open up in miami too right yeah 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 good for him yeah isn't that what his uh business I, partner was saying i wasn't paying attention oh, okay i was or, or you were several drinks in or I was several drinks in. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And by the end of the night, this guy, <laughs> my shoulder is like really sore right now because I was driving with my left hand, got my right hand here, and this motherfucker kept wanting to beat my horn. Like, we would stop somewhere. As soon as the light turned green, he wanted to beep. If he saw someone that he thought looked ugly, he wanted to beep at them. Just one, And then at some point, he just wanted to beep the horn just to piss me off. I kept having to deflect him <laughs> for half an hour as I was driving him home from the why, restaurant. Why did it take so long to get home? There wasn't no, there wasn't much traffic. It wasn't much traffic. No, we're, we're you took all a wrong the turn. No, I didn't take a wrong turn. It was just Manhattan traffic going by Lower Vibes. There's always traffic. It's right. You by should have gone all the way across and come down Ninth Avenue. Oh, whatever. My arms sore. Why you decided to go you. through Times Square? Fuck you, man. I drove you home because I care about you. Because I wanted you to get home safely. I want dad to get back home yeah, safe. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, wanted you to get back safe. We got a package, buddy. From? This is something special. And before we get is into- Is it a Christmas present? No, no, you already got your Christmas presents. Uh, before that we get, mean you can't get me more. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. We mentioned this in the last podcast, but thank you so much for uh, ordering the Get Fat merch drop, the T-shirt, mm -hmm. the coffee mug, the sticker. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, it was a knockout hit. 
And uh, it's in production now. It should ship in a couple weeks. Uh, but I just got the samples for our next merch drop. Are you ready for I'm this? Ready. Are you ready for this? We just, the reason why I wanted to do this now after the Feasty Boys segment is because this, this merch design came about because you miss hearing me incorrectly when I was referring to a name of a restaurant. I know what this do is. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. We went to, what was it? The second Feasty Boys? No, was wasn't it? that the first? It was, yeah, that was the first. That was the first. We went to a place. Jordan, just real quick, play the clip, a really short clip, or roll some, do some B-roll of Han Song Ting's dumplings, noodles in Flushing Queens. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was our first Feasty Boys segment. It was so much fun. But the entire time when I said Han Song Ting, you thought I was saying handsome thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so who is it? Oh, you got one too? Yeah, yeah. Should we uh, play some Pornhub music and change into these shirts? Yeah, we could do that. Okay, let's do that. Jordan, blur out the screen and uh, play the Pornhub music. I guess it's appropriate. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, wide cam, wide cam. Wide cam. Handsome thing is what is going to be the next merch drop. Um, yeah. I mean, they fit in the. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They really, uh, you know, I've been working out again, so. Uh, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I am strong like a bull. Yes. But uh, the handsome thing tease are now available for pre-order. And just like any of our merch, once it's gone, they're it's gone, gone forever. So these are limited merch drops. Be sure to place your orders now. Um, and Can like you fix my face? Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes, yes. I love this drawing of you. I love this. Artie, Artie, our man, Artie. But it's got this. big jowls. Well, no, it's, to, it's your... No, no, it's jowls. <laughs> it's jowls. It's fat. Anyway, I want to get straight into the main topic of today's episode. Is it funny? Uh, no. no, but you know, it, it's going to give us a lot to talk about. It's going to give us a lot to talk okay. about. McDonald's is revamping for 2024, apparently. Uh, Mashed just put out a video, and our guy, Asmongold, I actually don't know him personally, but... I recreated his steak dish for Guga. Mm -hmm. That episode did incre incredibly well. Um, and the $2 steak. The $2 steak. Uh -huh. ah. And Asmongol reacted to that episode on his channel. So now we can react back again? No, what? no. Oh, well, okay. it's just, you know, Asmongold is a very prolific YouTuber, mm -hmm. one of the OGs. And what is really endearing about Asmongold is that he is an everyman. He is, uh, despite being a, a millionaire, very smart guy, um, very incredibly uh, uh, good businessman. He lives like he lives like a homeless guy. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy. Is he gonna be okay? You saying that? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's widely known. I mean, just oh. when he made that two dollar steak, he was already a millionaire. That's the thing, you know, and, and th that's what endears him to a lot of people. But you know, I've been following his channel now, and. I really do agree with a lot of his takes. 
But now that it involves food, the reason why, not just because we're carpetbaggers, but the reason why we're reacting to a reaction is because Mashed obviously picked up this video. Mashed is a secondary person? No, Mashed is a ch like a channel that covers kind of like food news and stuff like that, okay? Uh, but it's very- Wait, food news? Yeah, like food news. Stuff. How do I not know about this? Uh, oh, now you do. Mash as in mashed potatoes? Yeah, like mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed. So I, li I like the name, yeah. first of all. So mashed, but their videos are, I wouldn't say like cookie cutter, but definitely very scripted. Right. And uh, Asmongol reacts to it and he stops. And some of the things he interjects with, I think, have a lot of valid points, but I think we Stuff can that we, add to that it you as well. and I would not think of. Yeah, because we think of it as chefs. Right. He comes at, comes at it from an everyman. Okay, you know dope. what I mean? So let's let's check out Asmongold's video. We need to talk about McDonald's. Now, is this where we have to put the, our new oh, headgear yeah, yeah. on? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have new headgear um, to help Jordan in his editing process. We are now going to be... It's not going to affect uh, any of our viewers, but uh, do you hear me? Obi-Wan, yes. use the force. <laughs> do you hear me in the headphones? No. No? No. Really? I don't. Do you hear anything in the headphones? Nope. Hang on a second. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear you? No. Talk. Talking, talking, talking. You ready, buddy? Ooh, I hear you. Okay, good, good. I remember the last McDouble I had. I had bought it, and I got it from the drive-thru, and I was driving home, and I just got through the light, and I took a bite out of it as I was waiting in the light, and I looked down while I was driving through the drive-thru, and I looked at what the burger looked like, and I told myself, this is the last one. And that, that was the year 2010. And that was the last one. Do I hate McDonald's? <laughs> was McDonald's trying to kill me? Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that, that wasn't personal. That's just what they do. Um, <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> no, I still go to McDonald's all the time. But I just think the burgers suck. Big changes are coming to McDonald's. We're gonna watch this right now, actually. This is very important. This is my area of expertise. So McDonald's. So Asmongold, as you can judge by his $2 steak video, you know, he doesn't eat, despite being a millionaire, he doesn't eat fancy. He loves beef jerky. He doesn't eat vegetables. You know, he's just a simple guy. And, uh, well, McDonald's is one of his go-tos. Fast food. But he wasn't eating the burgers. Well, he's, you know, according to him here, he stopped eating the burgers. Uh. If you're worried that your McDonald's experience isn't sufficiently cheesy, saucy, or powered by artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. don't worry. This icon of fast food has some exciting news for you in 2024. McDonald's has recently been plagued by reports of soggy, moist, and even disintegrating buns. Some yep. have blamed over-squishing by employees. And like, you know, bro, like, you can feel the sesame seeds, and like, they don't... Like, if you look at a McDonald's burger, the bun, the sesame seeds and the bun are the same thing. They might as well have just been 3D printed on there. But, like, if you go to Burger King, you can actually press the sesame seeds through the bun, and it won't just melt into it. Like, Burger King burgers clear McDonald's by a fucking mile. As the 
I don't really agree with that. I had to have Burger King not too long ago. Uh, like it was just there was no other food options and I, I needed something to eat and it was Burger King and eh, it wasn't that great. Um, but I can't remember the last time I had McDonald's. I think it was a couple of years ago. We used to have to go to McDonald's every day when Blondie was pregnant. It was one of her, <laughs> what do you call that? Those cravings? Yeah, yeah. Pregnancy cravings? Every day. Every day? Every day. Oh, God. Feel bad for you. I mean, I didn't eat it. But I just had to, we had to go there. Yeah, yeah. Well. But she would get the chicken sandwich and a, and a soda or, no, what did she get? I don't know. Oh. What do you, what's your consensus on McDonald's buns? Uh, I mean, it's the cheapest shit. Yeah. I mean, simply said. Like, Is it real bread? Uh, at that point, Can I mean. Can it be classified as real bread? Yeah, I mean, yes, I believe so, but. Well, not uh, Subway. Yeah, not Subway. Well, that, that's like, that's more like cake. Apparently, according to certain studies, like the makeup of their bread. But uh, yeah, not really. A Are you fan. liking these headphones? Uh, no, but, well, yeah, they're fine. They're fine. They look professional. So, what kind of bread do you use at your at your restaurant? The Hawaiian bun mm -hmm. for the um, La Marie mm -hmm. Uh The king size English muffin mm -hmm. for the French onion soup burger, and we, and then. Um, and then we do, um, we slice uh, like like a fresh one, not Wonder Bread, but like a, a loaf bread. Mm -hmm. And we season that and we grill that bread to make the steak au poivre mm -hmm. burger. So three types of bread yeah, for three different burgers. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It is. That's a lot of inventory. Yes, it is. Sounds expensive. It is. Because <laughs> <laughs> while others think there's Look too much. Bro, like this is. Like, th this is the kind of shit, bro. Like, you see this? Like, I don't have a dating app, okay? But if I did, I feel like this is what I would feel like whenever you meet somebody versus their profile picture. <laughs> like, this is it right here, guys. This is what I took a look at in 2010. Have you ever used I just dating told apps? myself never again. Yeah. Yeah? Why? Oh, no, no, I'm just asking. I've never used dating apps. It's how I met Blondie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I never. Uh, uh... I'm going to have. Oh, that's her calling. Oh. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. This can't be good. Juice soaking in while that's the buns sad. sit for too long that in the kitchen. That is a sad looking Whatever burger. Whatever the explanation yeah. for this problem, it simply cannot be ignored. Yeah. Thankfully, it appears. I mean, yes. Look, look at that B roll. Yeah. Right? Look, that's the actual burger. I mean, everyone knows this. You go to fast food, you're, you're not actually getting what's in the photo not even fucking close and how does that not fall under misrepresentation right hmm? right yeah 100 percent. what about the whole thing with subway and you know their footlongs actually aren't a footlong they're not yeah there what was something they? like 10 and a half inches or 11 inches <laughs> that's what yeah. she said <laughs> <laughs> all right that McDonald's heard these cries That's and right. responded accordingly. Customers I mean, can those look so fucking good. Yeah. So that it will sufficiently. I mean, that if if you gave me that, I'd be excited yeah. as fuck. But you never get that. No, no, no. Hold their beefy, cheesy. The problem is that the burgers don't have a good taste. And also, in my opinion, I think too much cheese is added to the burgers. They are cooked in a way that removes the. And I, I'm not a, I'm not a. It hides chef. the meat. I feel, mm. I feel like I they're making these to hide about, the meat, right? Mm. But like they are cooked in a way to me that removes the way that it feels whenever you eat meat. 
creations. Brioche buns with sesame seeds and a pleasant, light toast will be implemented across all locations, thus creating a much more enjoyable and less squishy bite. Since basically everyone knows how much of a difference a quality bun can make, it's obvious yeah. that we can all expect an enhanced eating experience at McDonald's in 2024. So if you've somehow never before indulged in one of the chain's savory cheeseburgers or McDoubles, mm -hmm. this will be the perfect year to start. The Big Mac has always come with sauce, but apparently not enough for everyone. Requests for extra sauce on the signature burger have been echoing through employees' headsets for quite a while. And while some requests have been successful, not everyone has been so lucky. As one customer complained on Reddit, When I order a Big Mac, I ask for extra slash double sauce. I get refused on the basis that there is no way for them to ring that up for me, thankfully. Which is like, that's just the way it is. And they started doing this, you know, whenever they started doing it's not this because in 2002? You know that it's not because they can't ring it up. It's because it's already constructed. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably already made. It's already made, wanna... so they can't go back yeah. and... But Asmongold's about to mention something that, like, I remember as a kid. Just... You could, if, you fuck, if, you, if you make a change, then you have to make a fresh order. Yeah. Which is always like the best thing to do, actually. True. But uh, listen to what he, uh, Aspen Gold's about to say. Because back before 2002, you could go up to the up to the counter, and if you ordered McNuggets and you wanted another thing of sauce, you would say, can I get a thing of barbecue sauce? And they would just like literally get a handful of things of barbecue sauce, and they would just give yeah, them to you. Yeah, they don't do that? I know. Yeah, these days they charge you for everything. They charge you for those? Yeah. No fucking yeah. way. I mean, I think when you make your initial order. Now, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. So, you know what? I, I'm completely talking out of my ass. So, everyone in the comments, let us know. But if I'm not mistaken, when you place your initial order, you ask for sauce. But if you ask for additional sauce, I, I think you get charged these days. Then you should ask it when you, when you, got your, when you have it. Oh, can I get extra sauce? Mm. But do they ring you up for that? I don't know. Uh. Let's find out. It sounds crazy, but that's the way it used to be, guys. It seems that a light bulb has finally lit up at McDonald's HQ. If people yeah. want extra Big Mac sauce with every order, why not just make more of it a standard recipe in the first place? Smart. I think you may have something here. Because <laughs> it's more and expensive. And so, in 2024, yeah. our culinary dreams will become a reality, as the celebrated Big Mac sauce will be spread much more generously throughout the layers of the company's most famous burger. I've never it had a Big Mac in my life. The idea of ha eating three buns at the same time with two burgers, this just, just looks disgusting to me. I wouldn't want this. I remember, as a kid, the Big Mac being in a, a, an absolutely delicious it sandwich. Was, and it was big. It, it was, was big, good. Yeah. You know, I remember like watching my parents struggle to eat the Big Mac. Now it's teeny tiny. Very small. And so, all right, for any restaurant and any product, really, there's a few ways you save money, right? If you want to increase profitability. Number one is you can cut labor. Yeah. Number two is you, you can smaller. decrease the portion size. Or number three, even worse. No, there's there's something even worse than that. Number three you use cheaper ingredients, or the worst one is you do all of that. At and the then same at time. At the same time. And, and Mickey D's has been doing all of it. Has been doing all of it progressively over the years until now it's become a product you almost can't recognize anymore. Get it? It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. I did have McDonald's when I was uh, out in France uh, last summer. Yeah, you can't compare it. They have yeah. laws in France where all the products have to be regional. Mm. So they have to use regional products. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I remember bringing my kids, they wanted to go to McDonald's. I'm like, no, 
But then you can drink there. You yeah. can like, like oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and I looked at their burgers. They were like real burgers. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. I mean, still, you know, I've my palate has since grown, so it wasn't like I was blown away, but certainly better than what we have here in the States. Special condiment is considered yeah, one I've of McDonald's best-kept secret recipes, and the increased quantity That's will right. almost surely improve this world-famous burger. McDonald's has a plentiful array of popular mm -hmm. burgers on its menu, but they're far from immune to criticism. In fact, I mean, that looks, fucking, that looks so fucking delicious. Beef has come under fire. As one person sarcastically quipped on Reddit, if you take a little of the meat, let it cool, and then eat it on its own, the flavor is surprising. It tastes of absolutely nothing. <laughs> but it's just not good, bro. Like, there it is. Like, look at that. You know what that looks like? That looks like a flaccid, you know. A stepped like, on it turd. Just, it just looks nasty. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It looks like a stepped on it ain't turd. Me. No, it, it's not even. It's not even that it's not meat. It's just not that good. Oh, we okay, have some let's talk about what makes a good burger patty a good burger patty. Number one, we've spoken about this before: the blend of beef, the beef itself. Mm -hmm. wow, you really don't like these headphones. I don't like these headphones. Okay. All right. There are different grades of beef that come from different cows. And they're not, yeah. they're not using prime or choice. No, they are not using prime or choice. You know, there's even a, there's a classification of beef called canner, which is basically the stuff that will go into dog food and yeah. cat food, right? I mean, think of all those dairy cows and stuff like that. Like, after the dairy cows stop making milk... It's not like they uh, put them out in the pasture and let them go <laughs> off into the sunset. Like the, those cows are being used, but by that point, those cows are old. Yeah, you know they're they're weak. I they're remember when butchers used to slide in. Like if you bought like a case of fillets, mm -hmm. they would they would slide in a bad one with the with the good ones yeah. to try to get rid of it. Yeah, and you'd be like they're hoping, they, the, but the difference it was so distinct. It was so distinct. It's like yeah. gel gelatinous, yeah. dark. Like right. deep purple. Yep. Yep. You know, all the all the cows you see everywhere, eventually they get chopped up and, and eaten <laughs> up, but they're not all created equal. So it's the grade of beef that they're using, which again, if they want to save costs, they're going to use progressively cheaper and cheaper beef. That is why a prime steak is not going to taste nearly as good as something select. There is a difference in quality. But also there's the technique in making the patty. These patties are made in a huge vats, mass quantity. And what usually happens when it's made in these mass quantities and vats that you specifically said you don't want to do when making a burger patty? Smush. Yeah, you don't want to abuse yeah, the it meat. Becomes, it becomes like a meatball. It becomes like a meatball, right? That gummy, bouncy texture. So that's, that's, a, that's a tell whenever you go eat a burger is, does it have that bounciness to it? That means the meat's been overworked. How much is a Big Mac? I have no fucking idea. And it's not one price. Are they different prices around the country and around so. the world? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Big, even McDonald's isn't cheap anymore. That's why I'm, cheap that's anymore. what I'm saying. So uh, uh so there's that. The the actual beef, the technique you make it, but then the execution of the beef. You know, they I know they use griddles. But then they they pre-cook these burger patties and they store them in these like trays and yeah. warmers. And basically they they like soak in their own juices. Well, guess what? When they're in the warmer, all those juices are in the tray. 
They're not in the burger anymore. And that's why it just gets this terrible degradation. And that's why in this video right here, it looks so flaccid and weak. Like any, any Maillard reaction that you got on the griddle, which is probably cooked by someone who couldn't care less, is been literally washed away by sitting in its own juices but in the warmer. don't they have people in the upper echelons that notice? They must. Right? But I mean, they have test kitchens, right? They do. But, you know, I'm sure they'll make a burger and taste it half an hour later, 45 minutes later, such and such. But again, it comes down to like they have shareholders and uh, they want to show profitability year over year, which, you know, never happens, right? There are things that are out of your control. So how do you make up for those things is you cut on the quality, you cut on the labor. But how then, expensive is the Big Mac that if if you were to make it, if we were if we were to make it, how much would it cost? Mm, good question. And I know a lot of people on the internet have done this before, right? Yeah, where they like make an awesome version of a Big Mac. And, like, and how much more expensive is it? <clears throat> like, how much know. would McDonald have to sell it I'm for? Sh I'm sure Joshua Wiseman has definitely done something like that. There's a few of them that have done videos like that. Should we react to those? Yeah, we love burgers. We love burgers. Wait, didn't Guga just make this? Yes, I think Guga made a, a burger, but he didn't give the price breakdown. Mm, yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Some good news for that Reddit user and for similarly minded beef lovers. Yeah. In 2024, McDonald's customers can expect the death of bland patties as the chain will infuse a much deeper flavor profile. Those, come on, those look so fucking good. Yeah. On the grill. Yes, it's true. The Golden Arches will reportedly be adding their signature diced onions to the meat while it's still searing to infuse some tasty caramelization. We bet your mouth- Well, they've got to do- They've got to do something. Because like, if you go to Shake Shack, it, the burgers are just way better. If you go to Burger King, the burgers are way better. Mm, I disagree. think In-N-Out mm. has better burgers. Yeah. Five Guys has way better burgers. They're watering just thinking but, about that. But again, it's a different category of burger. Yeah. This is fast food and Shake Shack, In and Out, Five Guys. That's fast casual. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say fast casual. Is it fa is Five Guys fast casual? I you know, I don't even know anymore, but I can tell you this. When you place an order for a burger at a Five Guys, they literally say two patties. Like they 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 make it right yeah. then and there. That's the difference. Maker. So does Shake Shack. So does Shake Shack. And so does In-N-Out? Yes, so does In-N-Out. So. Um, but with, again, with Burger King, McDonald's, I think even Wendy's, a lot of times it's all just sitting there pre-made. It's labor. It's because of, once you cut out labor. Yeah. See, the problem is McDonald's and Burger they're, they're cutting out labor. Yeah. That's their biggest liability and they, they don't want to cut it out. Yeah. And like how... How far can we take AI where you don't need anybody cooking your food? Right. When's that day going to come? Because I guarantee you that McDonald's is waiting for that robot. To well, make they're those already kind of starting with the kiosks. Yep. You know, they you go to the one over here on the. <coughs> I, drive, I drive past it all the time and you don't see any tellers. It's just kiosks. Kiosks. Yeah. And, and then. You and they have one guy there. One guy. Yeah. Yeah. Means will bring to some of the world's favorite cheeseburgers. Also, yeah. 
While McDonald's onions is a cheat code for burgers. Core, red meat is the onions. only thing frying Works up in great. their kitchen. It's flavor. It goes without saying that some of the chicken's. chain's poultry offerings are just as beloved as their beefy colleagues. The nuggets. In fact, McDonald's itself reported in 2023 that its chicken menu has grown to become equal to its beef one. The yep. McCrispy sandwich in particular is one of the most popular chicken items. McDonald's plans to capitalize on this by spreading its availability worldwide until it's featured on nearly every menu at every location. There are also wraps and chicken tenders currently being developed as eventual menu newcomers. Considering the uproar over discontinuation... Is she well, saying the that thing the... thing is, like, with the chicken, like... Could I you get the Big Mac if... done with chicken? Oh, I don't think so. At, like, sub-chicken? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe we should go and ask. <laughs> I mean, you would get a better quality protein. Sure. Is it a better quality protein? Oh. Even there... That turns. I mean, you see, I'm looking at this. That, yeah. It looks so much better. But, yeah. you, you know, uh, the I think another reason why that they're revamping their chicken program or adding more chicken products is it's cheaper. Well, not only is it cheaper, but also the Natural. health thing. The health thing, even though fried chicken, you know, isn't necessarily more healthy, but the perception of it being yeah. more healthy. But also Chick Fil A has been crushing the market and kind of created this and closed on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> and closed on. Fuck, I can't believe that. Uh, Chick Fil A has been crushing and definitely changed the market where people, everybody has a fried chicken sandwich now. If McDonald's could serve mashed potatoes, because like that would actually get me to go to McDonald's more. Like there's something really special to me about mashed potatoes and chicken. How many of you guys? Gravy, mashed potato, and that, and you could just. How dump many of them you guys like grew up in the U.S. and you had the chicken tenders and mashed potatoes with the roll meal in public school? Hell yeah, right? And it was fucking delicious. You would take the chicken tenders and you would, you know, put it in the mashed potatoes and you'd eat it together, bro. That was delicious. I mean, so you're taking a breaded chicken product dipping it into another carbohydrate that's <laughs> sauce which is topped with a sauce thickened with carbohydrates and you eat it with a bread roll which is another carbohydrate how can you lose <laughs> starch it was starch so starch. fucking good and so yeah if mcdonald's had that like i go to kfc pretty regularly the the famous bowl KFC did is one of the best fucking ideas they ever had. What what is that? What is that? KFC bowl snack wraps. A few Fam years. I'm not back. sure. Famous bowl. I I don't know. I haven't been to KFC since. Oh I was god, a kid. I I haven't been to KFC even longer than McDonald's. Although when I lived in China, KFC is the shit. It's but good. is it different from here? Yeah, of course, hundred percent. You don't hear about Chipotle much anymore. No, you don't. I think they're on their way out. Yeah, what a fall from grace that. That well, brand they poisoned so many people. <laughs> well, you know, that that brings up another point of trying to scale food with fresh production like that. You just have too many variables. Yeah. You know, when you try to upscale that, there's just when the more human element you have in the production, the more risk of the human more, error. Yeah, the more risk of human error. And that's exactly what happened. You can scale. You know, you can scale it up because the processes are, you can jot it down on a piece of paper. This is how you make guacamole. This is how you set up your line. And you can have the most detailed set of guidelines of how to produce this food. 
But what you can never control day to day is the people. When they show up sick or when they're just hung over and maybe clean their hands a little less that day, whatever the case may be, you know, that's what makes me scared about scaling up in restaurants and trying to take the mission brand bigger is that risk. You know, what makes mission really special right now is that it's everything's very fresh, you know? Uh, but if we try to scale that up to 10, 15, 20 restaurants, and I want to maintain that, yes, that's the selling point, but every single store. Oh, speaking of mission, I have a million dollar idea for you. What's that? You need to start selling um, a brunch sandwich. Brunch sandwich. Yes. Because mm. you have all those, uh, what do you call those people that live around you in Williamsburg? Hipsters? Hipsters. They don't wake up till fucking 11 o'clock. <laughs> so they want to, they would technically eat breakfast at that time. Yeah, true, true. You should have a brunch sandwich. Yeah. No, I I just, I don't have gas in Mission. So like, I don't have a griddle. I don't have a fryer. Like, yeah, I, but you it's can, all with ovens. Okay, so well. So that's one limitation. I so have. scrambled eggs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. make it happen. Okay. I'm telling you, all right. It's gonna sell. You, you Gravy, be, bacon. Well, we're right now. Hash we're, browns. Right now, we're doing a glizzy poutine sandwich. You know what glizzies are? No. Hot dogs. It's the new term for hot dogs now. Glizzies. Yeah. So you know what poutine is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So disco fries. Yeah, disco fries, more or less. But in Canada, it's called poutine. Or in the U.S., baby. Okay. Disco right. fries. I'm just, just. Trying to show how cultured I am. Fuck those French people. <laughs> those fake French. So at Mission right now, uh, we're serving a sandwich that has two glizzies, two hot dogs, French fries, rosemary gravy, and we don't use cheese curds. We use fresh mozzarella, and dude, it's pretty fucking good. And a bunch of scallions and hot sauce. Could have brought one today. I can. I can bring, I can bring you one next week. You do this. Okay, I do this. Yep. Let's face it, a cheeseburger doesn't really feel like a cheeseburger if that slice on top isn't sufficiently good and melted between the buns. Alas, it appears that McDonald's has been falling behind in this area in recent years. As one customer bemoaned on Reddit, yeah, why doesn't mm -hmm. McDonald's melt the cheese on their burgers anymore? I remember back- What do you mean by anymore? Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, the cheese would be so warm and glued to the burger to the wrapper. Now it's cold cheese on a semi-warm patty. Yep. What yep. happened? Same yeah, thing when I had that Burger King not too long using ago. A microwave. They oh. use a microwave for the meat, and they use a blow dryer for the cheese. Well, that's not true. But, uh, so, no, or a heat gun. No, they don't do that. They don't? No, they don't do that. The, the problem that they're, they have is uh, they are not using a microwave for the meat. They are put it, cooking it on a griddle, and I only know this because I recently watched like one of those uh, McDonald's cooking videos that like someone put a GoPro mm -hmm. that works at McDonald's and it's pretty fascinating, you know, really interesting to watch, but they're griddling, they're cooking it on a griddle. What gives it that microwave texture is because they're putting it in those in the, steamer. in the steamers and then it sucks out all the moisture from it. It just, it just sucks because it's not, if it went straight from the griddle to the bun, it would, I guarantee you it, it would be, be close a, to original. Yeah, it, it would. Um, but, but the reason why the cheese shortcuts never well, that's end well. Exactly. The, the cheese currently, the reason why a lot of fast food places, the cheese isn't melted is because of the shortcut. You know, typically when you cook a burger, you put the cheese when it's still on the griddle so that it, you know, it gets kind of steamed by the cooking process of the patty. 
you may even take it a step further and put a cover. A, a cover over it and really melt the cheese. But because they have to make these burgers so quickly, they're going, well, they should be going from griddle to bun, uh, straight from griddle to bun, but they're going, I'm sorry, griddle, cheese, melt, then bun. They're going burger pat patty from griddle to bun, then cheese, and then putting the, the condiments on top, which are cold. The lettuce is cold. The tomato is cold. The bun is probably room temperature. It's robbing all the heat. From the meat. From the meat. And it's not giving the cheese a chance to melt. But they have an, they have an interesting fix, which I want your take on. Ooh, McDonald's? Yeah. ...and early 2000s that the cheese would be so warm, it glued the burger to the wrapper. I don't now know about that, bro. Like, it I always that. was like this. Like, in my opinion, it's like... Uh, I'm going to be real, like, I, back in, like, the 2000s, it was still like this. Like, it's just that, like, I just had way lower standards. Like, I just didn't really care. <laughs> but, like, now, whenever I see it, I'm like, ah, fuck this, right? No, I remember and the so, cheese being melted. It's always been bad. But, yeah, it could definitely be a lot better. It's cold cheese on a semi-warm patty. Mm -hmm. What happened? Thankfully, McDonald's is keenly aware of the issue, and they See, already have a plan delicious. in place for fixing it. Reportedly, cheese that has already been brought to room temperature yeah. will be used on all burger creations starting in 2024, as opposed to slices pulled straight from an icy refrigerator or cooler. Mm -hmm. This way, the slices That's what they were doing? That's dumb as fuck. Why'd they, why they ever do that? Well, Asmongold, the reason why you do that is so you don't get a fucking DOH violation. Exactly. Right? So, um, in many ways, that's the smarter thing to do. I'm very curious to see how this goes pull, gets pulled off because that means if they're going to leave a stack of cheese at room temperature, they're going to need a time temp label on it. Right. And you're going to trust every single one of those minimum wage employees to make sure they have to write the date, what the product All is, the time. the time that it came out. If they from do the it the fridge, right way, yeah. it's, it's a, so much labor intensive. It's, yes. So just do it the right. If yeah. you, now go, just go back to doing it yeah, the right yeah, way. Yeah, just go back to putting the cheese on while it's still on the griddle, because you can put it on cold. Yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. So they're saying their fix is that they're going to take the cheese and basically leave it at room temp. Which with American cheese you can do it because it's a cheese product yeah, but and it'll hold up. But how do you, how do you control the temp in that kitchen? Mm. There are days where that cheese you're going to touch it's going to be melted already. Right, there right. be when now it'd be yeah true true that true that yeah that they're just overcomplicating these shortcuts get over complicated what was the saying you said keep it simple stupid no no nothing beats the original some oh we you said this over dinner and i wrote it down oh you did yeah i did write it down said i'm just a plethora of good ideas yes yes i'm telling you that brunch sandwich is a million dollar idea Make the brunch sandwich. I thought of it all on my own. Oh, here we go. I found it. Check this out. The old way. Oh, <laughs> I am quoting, quoting Chef Paul. Yes. And you don't even <laughs> fucking remember. <laughs> the old ways are the best. Everything is a shortcut since. How true is that? That sounds like a, a me quote. I mean, just, just do it the old way. Just do it the old the way. way. Everything's a shortcut since. Yeah. It's true. 100%. You know, if they just went back to putting the fucking cheese while the burger's on the griddle, so many problems would be solved. I mean, the griddles are at all, they don't come in our pre-seared or are the no, griddles. No, 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 no. So they do them at, the, at, at each the, individual at location? At each individual store. However, their griddles are interesting in that 
the the patties are fucking frozen solid. They put the patties frozen. on frozen, but they have another component that closes down. On top so it gets, of it. It's like a it's a panini press. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. A panini uh flat top press. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So rather than having the grill grates, it's just flat. So they put it on fucking Which is, frozen. You get more sear. Yeah. Technically. But, and it'll also cook it faster because you don't have to flip. But like now, if you wanted to do it the old way, you can't because you invested all this money into this fancy equipment that's designed and to. You can't put the cheese in the, you in can't the press. can't put the cheese. There you go. So that's why they have to do it this so they way. They spent tons of money making these griddles yeah. to go faster. And then, no. No. Again. See? Yeah. More stupid. It's like compounding stupid. Yeah. Compounding <laughs> stupid. Like. Doubling down, huh? Okay, let's go more <laughs> So stupid. now we have to leave the cheese in the room temp. <laughs> and then what happens in fucking Texas when the AC is not working? It's it's just right. a, another recipe for disaster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't they have money, McDonald's? Don't they have smart people? They have there? all the money. Don't they have like smart people? Just Completely stupid. during the cooking process, making these burgers the gooey masterpieces crazy. that they, they were this? always meant to be. <laughs> Even Desmond Gold's like, why would they do Earth, that? It often feels like there's a McDonald's on every All right. street corner. Uh, that, that's, that's the main points they cover. They're going to open more locations. They're trying to compete with Dunkin' Donuts, so they're going to open up another brand selling what? coffee and shit like that. Like, oh, yeah? Expand their coffee the McCafe, program. The McCafe? No, it's called uh, Cosmics. Yeah. Yeah, they want to compete Just with you. Just bring back the original McDonald with the bright colors and yes. the clown. Yes. Bring the clown and the back. Play, the play place where you can actually play. Yeah. God, I remember as a kid, McDonald's was like, you made a day. Yeah. And they played movies. Yeah. I had birthdays at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Those were like, those were great. Man. Anyway, Asmongold, you're the man. Thank you. Um, I like this dude a lot. You should really check out his other content. Some of his content, I just can't get it because he's com covering gaming stuff. check out our stuff. content. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go check out other people's content? Uh, I get to see it with you. Yeah, true that. Um, There's more magic this way. Yeah, there is more magic this way. But McDonald's, I don't know. Let us know in the uh, comments below what, what are your experience with McDonald's and uh, do you still go to this day? If you do, what do you order? I'm sorry, I got cut off guard. I read that I fried steaks inside a cheese wheel and this happened. Yeah, and it's a Google video too. It is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we open up the kande? Oh, I was going to actually say something about that. Okay, so uh, we got a package from a fan, mm -hmm. I opened it and checked it out already uh, because I wanted to see if you know there was a mailing address for us to send a Fosby okay. t-shirt to. Uh, but this is a super cool one. I already opened the package. This is from Alexandria Lucius from Arizona. And they knitted a sweater from my bebe. Oh, for the bebe. I was for gonna say that that's not gonna fit me. <laughs> And a little hat for the bebe. Oh, look at that. That is absolutely amazing. But they made this for Nigel. I was going to say that orange is familiar. Yes, this is a very familiar. So we have to bring this to. We have to bring. Ooh. Yes. We'll get it to Nigel somehow, yes. some way. Yes. <laughs> but dude, this is incredible. They made a blanket. Oh. But look Holy at the shit. look at that fucking pattern. Like that looks three different colors, you know, like 
of yarn. This is what I'm going to use when I sleep over now. When no, that's movies. for the baby. Oh, fuck the baby. It's mine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's how, that's how you get the baby. <laughs> you fuck to get the baby, not fuck the baby. Oh, all right. One more thing. Uh, one more shout out to Sour Boys. Check out sour.gg. Is, is that a new flavor? Yeah, this is the Some Ordinary Podcast, which we have been on. However, before we crack this open. What, okay. what? Shout out to Sour Boys. Shout out to the guys at Some Ordinary Podcast. I've been on there a couple times. Frenchie was on there with me the last time. We've been getting some complaints about us chewing. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> Give me some. <laughs> All right. Complaints about the chewing. <clears throat> yes. That's what we do. Ooh. Yeah. It smells. Some viewers are really not into us uh, eating. You know on, what? On the you podcast. tell me what it, you think it smells like. Oh, tell me that doesn't smell like marzipan. Yeah, right. It smells like marzipan. Hundred percent doesn't taste like marzipan. Almonds it smells like almonds. That's so weird. Yeah, like the smell doesn't match the taste. Yeah. Well, what's it taste like? Well, because on the package it shows kiwi and grape. And pineapple. Oh, I think that's a pineapple. Definitely doesn't match the taste. Oh, very tropical. That is good. Mmm. 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 Yo. We've gotten a lot from Sour Boys. I think this one's my favorite. This is my now. favorite. Mmm. Is this a new one? Mm -hmm. Will it be continuous or is this like a special? I fucking hope so because I want more of this one. That, this one tastes great. Mm. Ooh, this, that? I think, is a very interesting behind-the-scenes look because you and I have experience with this. Oh, we have to put on the headphones. I want more candy. Hey, pass me the, pass me the candy. tell you about cooking shows is that there's a long lag time between making the dishes and the time when the chefs the judges yeah it's called editing taste the dishes because it takes all morning to shoot the cooking then they break for lunch they break so that they can do the interviews with the contestants during that time the dish that you've cooked is just turning ice cold so the chefs are basically tasting ice cold food. Often they make you make two dishes and you put one underneath the counter mm -hmm. and you leave the other one on the counter for them to come and look at. And when the contestants are back in the green room eating lunch, the chefs come and they taste the dish that's still hot. So they've actually tasted most of the dishes before the official tasting, when they have to come back and taste everything cold. Number one, I'm very surprised he would reveal something like this because usually- well, he's not planning on a career doing more yeah. cooking shows, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, yes, these shows take forever. Yeah, are they are like 14, 16 yeah. hours? Yeah, yeah, I was there for like 14, 16 mm -hmm. hours. There was, uh, so- I know, I was annoyed. Yeah. Well, how many, uh, let me ask you this. How many uh, burgers did you have to make? Was it four or eight? Uh, I think it was like eight. Yeah, I think right. so too. 
because uh, now what they show you on it's camera four. is that there's three. No, no, it was more than that. I think it was. This is what I remember. There's three judges tasting. There's one for beauty shots. And then there's one. So I think it was five. But I remember it wasn't for the amount of dishes that's accounted for. Like there was one more dish I made that like, I don't know where the fuck it went. One for beauty shots, three for judges, but there was one more. And I was like, why do I have to make this extra one? And um, it's, an, it's someone who's really judging the food. Well, yes. Right. Because what you don't see is all those judges They're and being stuff, told what they, to have, they all have earpieces. You don't see it, but they all have earpieces. So off camera, what's edited out is they're like, uh-huh, 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 yeah. So there's a, I accidentally walked into this like secret judge's room. I was just walking around and they're like, oh, no, no, you can't be in there. But the room I walked into had microphones, had monitors, and that's had why silverware. And that's why all those people have those quick comebacks and yeah. things like that's editing and people telling them shit. Yeah. Not everybody's quick like I am. <laughs> but uh, yes, what every everything that this guy is saying is absolutely true. Uh, there's uh, a lot of downtime on these shows. It's a lot of stop and go. Mm. Another clip for us. Oh, this is a very satisfying one. You're going to like this. Pranksters. Okay. There's a whole genre of these pranksters that, you know, remember we covered that guy who got fucking shot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around yeah, and find out. out. Yes. Two pranksters pulling up on unsuspected victims trying to get clout. This guy's about to learn a valuable lesson. Want to be my first kiss? What? You want to be Oh, my he's first getting kiss? knocked if the fuck out. Yeah. I'm not going to have a problem with it. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh. Watch out. Sick and tired of YouTube pranksters pulling up on unsuspected. Told you. I told dude, you. Dude, we, we need more of this in the world. Yes. You know? Because people are so afraid of getting fucking sued. Yeah. But, oh, jeez. People kept their mouth, people, like, kept their distance, kept their mouth shut. Yeah. Because you would get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the internet has emboldened people, like, thinking that they can get away with shit like this? Yeah. Right? Because there's no proximity. Mm -hmm. And then, but then that translates into their real lives. Yeah. You put those people in, in, into real situations, they climb up. All right. Another clip for today. Oh, 10,000 hours. Another theme we talk it. about here. Let me see it. I know you'll like this one. From the back, you hear three. Now the rhythm changes when I do this. That's two rebounds. Fist hits a bag. One, two, and comes back. Single fist here. You hear that beat? Changes. It's like a drum beat. Sink double fist through. Fuck. Single fist. Fist rolling. So you see, this is where skill could outmaneuver strength and youth. Mm. So you put this, this gentleman in endurance, what, where he might not win. Where, no, but untrained, the experience will outpace unskilled strength and mm -hmm. youth. If this guy was confronted in a situation, I, I, I wouldn't want to be against him for the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can outlast that, then you're good. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's how I feel in life now. If I get in trouble, because I can't run. <laughs> so you got to get it figured out in I the first get, 30 I seconds. Always, I always assess those situations like, do I have the upper hand? Mm. Do I have the element of surprise? Because mm. that's, that's all I have right now. <laughs> well, you also have a hard time of even having the element of surprise because of how round you've become. Son of a <laughs> Have some more candy. See, I know how to make him happy again. All right, let's close out this episode with Wait, some- there's more, no, you don't have more? No, that's it for today's clips. Yeah. We did the Asmund Gold video and now we're gonna do some viewer questions. Yeah? Yeah. I actually liked, and on that note anyway. Meteor Cat 7 asks, any idea where us home cooks can look online to learn pro cooking techniques? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Blue asks, when at life did you figure out, oh shit, I might like this cooking ordeal for life? I, I know exactly mine. For life? That's, that's different than for life. Mm. Oh shit, that? I might like this cooking ordeal for life. I don't think I'm there yet. No? No. Really? Oh, we can take these off. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Oof. For life? Like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm not doing anything else? No. <coughs> I'm not there. There's, I always feel like there's a possibility of doing do you, something like, else. Do you think he meant for life or as a career? Because I, I kind of agree with you. Even me diving into this YouTube thing was already a step in a different direction. Right? Yeah. I definitely know... The moment when I said to myself, "Yeah, I could, I could do this. Like, this is something I could say. I, I want to be food adjacent mm. for the rest of my life, mm. eating." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it was the you know within the first few weeks of me working in my first professional kitchen job, I was a dishwasher, and I just liked the atmosphere. I just I thought it was very cool. It was I mean, so that's engaging. the attraction, right? Yeah. Like you come in now, you come into a team. Yeah. And you're oh. young, everything's new, it's exciting, you're learning a you're lot. You come in and everybody's, it's like a team effort, yeah. you know? It's when you go into a good place where there's a lot of camaraderie, you, you see the skill of everyone feeding mm -hmm. off of each other. A good runner with a good server, with a good- A lot of the kids who go into this cooking thing, they're, they're not athletes, mm -hmm. right? Or, or they're not uh, affluent, mm -hmm. right? And this is, this is our first experience of being on a team. Mm, good point. And you're yes. like, oh, I, I like this. Yes, yes. Because it is, in many ways, very sportsmanlike. It is very mm -hmm. militant. You have the, the touches of those elements, but you don't have to be athletic. You don't have to be in the actual military. It's the same attraction for team sports, the mm. military, things like that. Yeah. Or, sure. or, um, <coughs> or I'm assuming people like on in spectacles and shows, I have that same, the circus too, right? Yeah. It's like you've been accepted to a little family. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, it, it only took me a couple, uh, it only took me a couple weeks working in my first kitchen job for me to be like, I, I, I really like this. I wanna do more. I can, I can do this for a living. Second part of it, the question is, when are you expanding into Long Island so I don't have to drive so far? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when. I mean, I'm, uh, I've started to th think about expanding now. I have some ideas. 
I'm just starting to explore it. So that's where I'm going to leave it at. Mission was always designed to to scale, to scale up. But I'm also in no rush because every single person I know who was in a rush to scale up and expand, guess how many of them are still around today? Not many. A zero. A zero. <laughs> a zero, zero. A zero. Val G5 asks, Will you two ever go to France so we can see where Frenchie grew up? Yeah, we talk about it all the time. All the fucking time. That is going to be the bomb. Yes. What are your biggest goals moving into 2024? Well, I'll start this one first. Number one, I started working on my health. Last year, I took a little weight off. (laughs) Last year, I took a little weight off. uh, And then, uh, but, and I did it by not... Um, not working out. I just ate better. Uh, but this year I decided to start working out again. So that's one of my goals. And another goal is, um, to do more collabs and to do more cooking videos. My goal is to get the baby to sleep through the night. (laughs) Is it because she's sick that she's not sleeping through the night? Yeah. That's rough. Frenchie polar bear asks, Frenchie, you've mentioned several times about being good friends with Jock Torres. Have you ever seen the show Nailed It on Netflix where he is the head judge? If so, what do you think? If not, well, there's something for you to possibly look into. Whoops. <laughs> Obviously, no, I haven't watched it. Most ex- But guess what? He's not watching our podcast. Yeah, so- yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck him. No, <laughs> I like him a lot. I talked, I, I, we, we were texting this morning. Dude, I love his place. Oh. Especially in the early days. Before he became the mega monster he is now, just oh, dude, that place was magical. He's he's the real Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. And you go to that chocolate shop, it's yeah, it's awesome. Well, the should... fabrication place is even nuts. Oh, I'm sure. You guys should check out in Dumbo, Brooklyn. He travel. He moves around on a on a scooter in there. Oh yeah, it's so big. Wow. Uh, most mis- most expensive mistake ever made in a professional kitchen. I mean, which one made a lot of us mistakes? For, us or yeah, us, in general? Us, yeah. Us. Oh my God! Not storing high price items properly, right? Mm-hmm. And then did my voice change there for a second? Yeah, for a second there. Yeah, I was just pure sourness. <laughs> um, my God, there's there's a laundry list. Where do we start? Oh, I mean, listen. Uh, any, first in, first out. Any chef worth anything built their career on making mistakes and learning from it. That's it. You know how many things we've burnt? Yeah, sometimes you have to see it to believe it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I made a a pretty expensive mistake uh, like a couple months ago. There was a uh, 100-person catering order. Mm -hmm. And that particular week, we had so much catering. And then this was the last catering order of the week. And we were making the last sandwich. We're like, fuck yeah, you know, we're going to crush this week. And then Amy looked at the... The, it was a the, duplicate. A, no, it was for the following Saturday. <laughs> now, fortunately, it was 100 sandwiches. Fortunately, this was for the Ronald McDonald House, which is a, a wonderful, wonderful place where they basically house families while children get medical attention. Mm-hmm. It allows the family to be there with their child uh, during that process, and they get fed, and it's just it's really wonderful. And they're one of my regular customers. So uh, the order was for them, but for the following week. So I called them up. Are you saying up. this 
Because we just shit on McDonald's this whole oh, episode. No, I, just, I, didn't think, I didn't think about that. No, no. But uh, I called them and I was like, hey, so you placed this catering order for next week. I'm still going to make that order. But um, I have 100 sandwiches sitting here that I made by accident. And you want them? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Did they buy it? No, they didn't buy it. I just donated it. Yeah, so worked out. It was fine. That's good karma. Yes, good karma. Good karma. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Do you have plans to start making foods with Frenchie of cultures all over the world or just focus on what y'all already know and show your spin on it? Well, well, we're going to start by combining. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then once we've got that done, yeah, I would love to speaking to you about German food last night, mm -hmm. right? Oh, that, that yeah. we need to just, sink our teeth yeah, in. Just mess with other cuisines for sure. I would love to like make a Thai curry with you or even mm -hmm. like. Indi some Indian food, just kind of experiment outside of our, uh, our our norm. Learn something, bro. There's something to be learned. Okay, uh, so this question's for me. Sa 00109, how do you accidentally own a Chinese restaurant? Well, if you watch a there's previous- There's a full episode on yeah, it. Yeah, there's a whole episode on it, so go, go look Backtrack. it up. Backtrack. Agent Overlord, an update on sandwich shop would be nice. Oh, uh, well, yeah, so I used to do these videos on Raw. Mm -hmm. uh, which is now our channel, the SYWGF podcast. Uh, and But I would give these regular updates. And uh, I've been doing those style videos on Patreon now. But I'll give you a quick update. You know, right now the shop is stabilized. You know, the, the shop was not looking good. You know, maybe seven, eight months ago, it looked like we're on the verge of closure. We brought in a consultant. And prior to the consultant coming on, we already made a lot of positive changes. But... I think the changes really now are in full effect, and uh, yeah, we're 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 doing fine. You know, we've had You're good happy? months, and I am happy. Good. I'm hoping there being a major improvement in sales since you last talked about. It. Well, listen, actually, to expand on this, uh, yes, the shop has stabilized, but for example, December was a very bad month for me, and you know what? We probably are going to show a little bit of a loss, but you mitigate that by, you know controlling your labor. So if it's really slow, you may be able to send some people home early. Uh, you don't purchase as much food. You you basically cut down on expenses that you can control. And even then, there are going to be things that are outside of your control. But hopefully, the previous months, which we did, you generate some profit and the loss that you take in a bad month will cover that. And as things and the year goes on, because January is notoriously bad for pretty much any business, mm -hmm. you know, after the new year, you know, spending goes down a lot. Uh, things, but from here on out, things will improve. And again, it's just about managing costs and controlling what you can't do. But my issue was that my stuff was not in control. It, the margins were not where they're supposed to be. And that's why we were doing bad and we were on the verge of closure. So if I didn't change certain habits, if I didn't change certain structures of the business and all that stuff, uh, I wouldn't even be in a position to have a down month and not freak the fuck out about it. Does that make sense? I wasn't listening anymore. <laughs> what was some advice that you've gotten to help you improve? Well, you just paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Here's another piece of advice. Uh, that helped me improve a lot. What you don't keep in your mind, you will make up with your feet. <laughs> this is particularly true in the kitchen and even more true in a New York kitchen where typically you have to go up and down stairs 
because the kitchen isn't in one area. Prime example, if you have a dish with A, B, and C ingredients, the walk-in fridge is all the way down over there. Well, what you try to do is you try to take A, B, and C in one trip. You don't want to go, oh, I need A, and then you walk to the fridge and grab it. Oh, I need B, and then you walk to the fridge and grab it. All that time, you're wasting a lot of time, and you're just wearing out your feet. So what you don't keep in your mind, it will make up with your feet. No. What's your go-to karaoke song? We actually talked about this yesterday. Well, ours. Yeah. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, baby. Living on a Prayer. What I love is that if you were to take a guess from the picture what song we were saying, that it looks like we're seeing that. Yeah, pretty much. Do you or Frenchie have some kind of special heirloom yeast for making bread with? No. 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 We're not making fresh bread. Yes, we're not. We're not making the bread. I, we're I, buying. Huh? We're yeah, buying. Yeah. I mean, New York has so many great bakeries mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Great That's bread. a different business. That's a different market. Yeah. No. Uh, Zero Brain Z, if you were on a desert island with no way to get food and you had to resort to eat eating you. a body part to stay alive, which part, which body part would you eat first and why? Uh, of yours? Mm-hmm. Of yours? Well- I got to keep you around. So you have to start from the extremities, right? <laughs> I mean, I can't go for like, you know, the ham sandwich. Because now you're, now you're like getting, you're wasting the foot and the leg. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to start with the toes. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll leave it. I'm not going to answer that question. I'll leave it at that. For both Brian and Frenchie, was there ever a dish recipe you tried cooking or tasted that despite being properly made, you simply did not enjoy and never went back to? Yeah, kidneys. Mm. Yeah, not a kidney guy? Not a kidney guy. I don't like chicken feet. It's a very popular Chinese dish. No, it's popular all over the world. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's poor people food. Yeah, I, I can't I, do I remember feet. my grandfather, like the, he wanted, he wanted the, the beak, the head, he wanted the feet. He wanted all those weird parts. Mm, yeah, I can't do it. Zero brain Z. I think for Frenchie, that would be refried beans. <laughs> peas. Peas, yeah. How did we not say peas? Yep. Uh, I, do not, I do know how to make them very well, though. I have a really old recipe. Mm. I just don't want to make those peas. Could you guys design a sauce for sandwiches based on the French onion soup recipe? That's easy. No, oh, that's easy. Yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. Yeah, done. Yeah, done. Uh, Are if, we making a French onion soup sandwich? Yeah, we can. For sure. What's going to be the protein instead of burger? Mm, Jambon blanc, like the French ham or oh, the prosciutto? Jambon. Jambon fumé yeah. or jambon blanc? Take the French traditional. What's the difference? I don't know the difference. Well, one has got it looks it looks more like a prosciutto, and the other one looks like a ham. Oh, okay. Fuck. <laughs> you know what the real answer is? Both. Fuck it, both. <laughs> <laughs> I got there on my own. Uh, if you could learn a different no, coach, what? the ham, and we fry the prosciutto like a bacon. Oh, you know how good that's gonna fucking yeah, taste. Yeah. And now, yeah. now you can put the onions on it. Mm-hmm. There, we we have the sandwich. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Last one for today. If you could learn a different culture's cooking, what would it be? Dude, you know I love Chinese food. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. 
it's not even. I mean, I think I already did it. I always had this fascination with France after middle school, learning like world history. Mm. There was just something very interesting and intriguing about France to me. And I remember going to my dad like, hey, can we go to France one day? And my dad would say, that is for white people. <laughs> you, I send you to China. I will pay for China. But France, you pay. And I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. Okay, I guess I'll go to China. I did. <laughs> you did. Think of the career you would have had there. You would have had an advantage. You think so? Yeah. Why? I don't speak the language. That would have been weird. So what? In a kitchen? Ah, uh, true. You could true. get by. Yeah. Because yeah. you're watching and it's duplication, right? Right. right. Of right. course, like a calling out order. But then you would, you would, no, you would quickly learn those. Mm. Yeah, of course. I have tons of guys who don't speak. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, they, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, that's a what if scenario. What, what if, if Brian was sent to France and not China? I almost went back to France when I was like a, a young teenager. Really? Yeah, my father was going to buy a restaurant there. I wanted to go back to France and mm. he was set. I don't know what happened. I do know what happened, but didn't happen. Mm. All right. Well, I think we are going to end it here. On a passive note? What do you mean on a passive note? No, there was no funny. There was no. There was no crescendo. This was a very informative episode of the podcast. Oh, those are boring. (laughs) You brought the funny. You brought the funny. Listen, we brought the happy. We brought the handsome things. Handsome things. Handsome. Handsome things. I got to give it to you. These are good. These are good shirts. Like it? I'm glad you like it, buddy. Wait, is it Frenchie on the bottom? Yeah, it says Frenchie S-Y-W-G-F on the bottom. No way. Yes. You see? Very cool. Thank you to Artie for I'm helping. I'm calling it now that this will be the most sold shirt with the 10 to 18%. Oh, yes. The 10 <laughs> to 18% club. Hands Shout out to thing. the ladies. Yes. Shout out to my ladies. All right. Chef Paul, Frenchie, the animal. The animal. How? how if, and, if we and, can do the wrestling intro and you and it, like a little echo machine in here, we have to. We have we have to record that and play that. Okay. All right. We will. We have our music theme now that we play every single time we go out. <laughs> Simon says. How much of that can we play before we get in trouble? Uh, probably like one second. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can we ask them? Doesn't hurt to ask. You don't ask, you don't get. I don't know who to ask. You have to find a label to ask. Well, who owns this song? I have no fucking idea. I'm busy enough as it is, man. <laughs> you do play it. Every time we do, we go on a mission, <clears throat> it's in the car now. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did making it. Remember, don't be afraid to fail because it can only make you stronger. With that said, I'm Chef Brian Sound, not your typical chef. Ladies, go get that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you really soon. Bye.